This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. I'm Pat, this is Stu, and uh, over there is, uh, over there is uh, right over there. There There it is. is. Yes, there it is. Yuck. We're trying to determine what that is. Uh, 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. So Trump mania continues. Everybody loves him. He's still winning polls. He's still winning friends and influencing people. I don't get it, frankly. I don't understand any of it. I, it's pissing me off. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is really... I, I, it's inconceivable to me. I keep saying that word. I do not think it means what I think it means. Uh, it, it's almost as inconceivable to me as the Obama stuff was. I mean, if you did your research on Barack Obama in 2007 and eight. You knew this guy was a Marxist. You knew he didn't like America. You knew he wasn't the right guy to be president of the United States. And yet people loved him. Oh, man. Oh, they love Barack Obama. <laughs> and now we're doing the same thing in the Republican Party. How is this possible? Minor, minor distinction, uh, for me at least, on this particular topic is I find it far more inconceivable <laughs> Uh, that this from is Republicans with Trump because a we're supposed to be the people that don't care about abs right, right, right. and don't care about uh, flair and craziness yeah uh, and we're supposed to care about policy now if this guy was like let's just say let's put this in let's put it and say it was Ted Cruz like, mm-hmm. the argument against Ted Cruz is somewhat similar to the argument against Donald Trump he's outspoken he said he does things that are controversial he uh, is he's <laughs> too conservative blah 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 we like Ted Cruz, right? Like, so a lot of the mm-hmm. things that, that Donald Trump supposedly stands for are things that we like. Uh, the issue is that he is not conservative. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, he's also bad at it. Like, he's not good at um, articulating a conservative position when he has to talk about, you know, or violence on the border, which is a legitimate <clears throat> issue, right? Well, violence on the border, legitimate issue. <clears throat> he comes out and he says, I got a bunch of Mexicans at my table clearing my plates. They liked me. They cleaned my toilets over there. Yeah, you want that? I mean, like, he's just bad at that. But we do mm-hmm. understand that there is a issue about violence uh, as, it, you know, as it, you know, it connects to the border. And, and, and it is something that people should be talking about. His idea that he's the one that brought this is the only reason anyone's talking about that is insane. The conservatives have been talking about this forever. Forever. Uh, it, it, now, he, know, may not, he may not know that because I don't think he listens to conservatives because he's not conservative. He's not conservative. So, and, uh, so here we have a situation where 
the, you know, again, a minority of a minority, 20 percent of a, a primary uh, voting audience. And most of the people are not people who that the polls show when you deep dive deep into them, show that they're likely primary voters. They're people who are who say they're Republican and are watching this at the, at, largely at the fringes. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we're supposed to be the people mm-hmm. who get past the motion, who get past all of those things, and look at the policy that these people would, how would they actually run the country? We're the people that are supposed to care about character. Remember, we're the people that said private lives do matter. It tells you a lot about that person to see how they react in those situations. Yet with Donald Trump, none of it matters at all. Mm-hmm. It, it, all the only thing that matters is, are you defending Donald Trump? And it's an incredibly disappointing thing for... It is. Um, it for, is. Again, these are Republican primary it voters. Is. I, sometimes I even buy into the idea that they're conservatives. They're not. The polls show that they're not. Largely, they are. He's more popular around moderates than he is among uh, Tea Has Party to members because he's not conservative. He's not. The guy is just not conservative. We we, we talked about this. Do we have the one here where because uh, it has had no publicity, but it's the most important moment of the entire debate, which was uh, Donald Trump saying that. Look, uh, yeah, I said single-payer health care would work. Look, it works in Canada. Okay. It's working great in Scotland. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's incredibly well, was his quote in Scotland. Incredibly well. And he uh, went on to talk about how what you're talking about is something I said in another mm-hmm. era. It's not what we're talking about now. Now, the other era we're talking about was when George Bush was president or was about to be elected president. <laughs> so it's not that long ago. Not, not George H.W., but George W. Bush. So what has changed between 2000 and 2015 that would completely flip you from single payer, a position far to the left of Obamacare, all the way to conservative principles in that time? I don't know what. I mean, other than the, de- the debt getting a little bit worse, or a lot worse, it's really the only difference. And, of course, the policy he was recommending would have made the debt even worse than it is. I mean, a single payer would have been even, you know, obviously a bigger disaster. We see what Medicare does for the debt. It's not exactly good. So you have him say this. Well, what, it's interesting. What's the truth about that? Uh, we looked uh, at, at, Forbes looked at this. Um, and uh, here we go. This is um, the Fraser Institute study, Canada's healthcare system. Uh, from 1993 to today, the wait time for medically necessary treatment has risen from 9.3 weeks. Now, that's where it started in 1993. Now it's 18.2 weeks. Does that sound like it's working well? Jeez. Oh, uh, wait times are especially oh, it's bad. It's only doubled. Yeah. Wait times are especially bad if you needed hip, knee, or back surgery. 42 weeks. That's almost a year. Uh, or neurosurgery, which what Ben Carson uh, doesn't show up for you there until 31 weeks later. Neurosurgery. Neurosurgery. Which could be pretty important. That could be like a brain tumor. Yeah. And uh, by the way, yeah, it could be. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can wait on that brain. We'll see you in, uh, what is it? August now. We'll see you in December 14th. Yeah. I know, but I, I, might, I, might, I might die before that. You might. Yeah, there was a. Sorry, I can't remember. I think it was uh, the UK um, <laughs> that showed that many the waiting times were so bad that many people who had surgery scheduled uh-huh. would die before it happened. Yeah, uh, they would actually die from the thing they were supposed to get cured. Well, then they don't need the surgery. Then they right? don't need the surgery, I guess. So um, they were cured. Martin, this is great. Martin Samuel was the founder of the neurology department at Harvard's Brigham and Women Hospital. I got a breathing um, problem. Yeah, wait about fourteen weeks. You have that breathing problem anymore? <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah. Cured. Uh, 
Here's the guy from Harvard's quote: "The reason the Canadian healthcare works as well as it does, and that's by not by uh, not by any means optimal, is because 90% of the population is within driving distance of the United States, where privately insured can be Seattled." Minneapolisized, Mayoed, Detroited, Chicagoed, Clevelanded, and Buffaloed. So they come to the they US come to the United States. I don't know if you know this. There's nowhere for us to go. We can't cross the border to mm -hmm. Mexico and get better medical treatment. Um, how about Scotland? Scotland has the worst health outcomes in all of Europe. No, it's working incredibly well. It's working well incredibly in well Scotland, in Scotland. Uh, if uh, here's the chart. If you have. Um, now, remember, he's saying it works well there. Incredibly well was his Incredibly quote. well. Uh, if you have cancer, mm -hmm. uh, prostate cancer, five years, <laughs> so you have prostate cancer, five years later, 92% uh, of Americans are alive. Okay. Uh, in That's a Scotland, 47%. Oh, man. Sorry, 48. Jeez. Correct. Uh, colon cancer uh, is, uh, let's see, well, here we go. Breast cancer for women, 84% in America. Survive. 70, survive. 70% in Scotland. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, it goes through. Here's the overall. Give That's you the, pretty close. 74% of Americans are, are alive five years after they get diagnosed for cancer. 53% in Scotland. Now, they have wow. the worst health outcomes of all of Europe. And he's saying it works incredibly well. Now, look, you can say... You can say uh, a lot of things about healthcare that our system is not great, and, that, and we can we can get it better. Um, but the idea that your first thought as a conservative is, first of all, is it even constitutional. Second of all, is it morally correct to yeah. take people's money and whether it works or not? Is it the morally correct thing to force people to pay for everybody else's stuff? No, and of course the answer is no. And then you get it's way just, down no. the line to see if it works, and it's the easiest defense. People don't even bring up. Canada when they're arguing uh, single-payer. They don't even bring up Scotland when they're arguing this because they know how bad of the argument it is. It, it's, it's a terrible failure. It has been all around the world, all around the world. Yet Donald Trump today, this is not a quote from 99. This is from Thursday. <laughs> he still thinks it works great in those countries. Mm -hmm. It's insanity to believe this man is a conservative. He's yeah. not. And, and, only, and, and honestly, if you're a Trump supporter, you don't care. You don't care if you have a liberal or don't. not. You're not a conservative if you sit here and say that you think single-payer health care is working around the world uh, because it's obviously not working. And if you think that today and you support that guy today, then it's about personality for you. It's not about policy. I don't know if I can help you there. I don't know if any, any, any talk show can help you work through the issues that you think the guy who's famous is the guy to defend. And then he takes on everybody who asks him anything somewhat difficult. Anybody who doesn't have a you know glowing praise for him, he is he's attacking them right afterwards and for days afterwards, as he's doing with Megan Kelly now. And so Chuck Todd asked him about this yesterday. Let's uh, let's listen to some of that because well, it's pretty telling. Twenty-four more hours to reflect uh, on your comments on Megan Kelly. Uh, any change this morning? Do you want to apologize? No, there's nothing no. to apologize. She asked a very, very, I thought, very unfair question, and so did everybody on social How media. unfair? And I answered the question very well. Uh, I won every poll on debates, Time Magazine, Grudge, mm -hmm. and Newsmax, every poll. Every And poll. people thought I won the debate easily. And, you know, it's sort of an no. interesting thing. Uh, they, they did not like the way I was questioned, and I understand that, and I just want to get on. But <laughs> what, what I said was totally appropriate. There was nothing mm -hmm. wrong, only a deviant and I literally mean that. Only a deviant literally would think anything that. other than that. What I said well, was 
Let me totally take you fine. at your word, but let me take you at your word on that and say you weren't trying to make a, a reference to, to hormones. You're well, still making not. a demonic or animalistic reference with the, you know, with blood mm -hmm. in your eye. It's still a demeaning comment, even by your... <laughs> And what happened? By oh. your new definition. Okay. No, I don't think so. Look, she was very angry. No, she and wasn't. look, I respect Not at all. I was angry people. at all. And she was very angry I to watch the because I brought yeah. up something that got the loudest applause of the day by far. Uh -huh. And it really interrupted her when she did the question. And she was very angry. And all I said is no, there was wasn't. blood, essentially, there was blood pouring out of her eyes. And there was blood. And then I said, you know what? I want to get on to the next the next sentence because frankly said. I don't want I don't have to talk about the blood coming out of her ears and her nose which is okay. a very common statement. Right. So I said, "All right, no. whatever, let's go." And I got on to the next statement. And then all of a sudden the next day I wake up and I, I hear that uh, that you know somebody took it as something else. Mm -hmm. Only a deviant would think that, Chuck. I wouldn't I didn't even think that. I, and then you had this guy Eric Erickson, who's a total, you know, I mean, he's been, he's a known loser. Uh, and he's a known loser. Wow. Let me stop you here for a minute, because anybody like this, that criticizes you, you've done it to me in the past when you've not liked something I said. When somebody criticizes you, you go after them, you find something in their physical appearance. You. you go after no, them personally. Uh, why? Why is this I your tendency? I, Chuck, I don't. And he doesn't. I don't. And maybe more so than most people. I don't. I don't. Maybe, and maybe yeah. more so than most people. <laughs> this is what I love about this guy. He'll contradict himself in the next word he speaks. <laughs> I don't. That's how brilliant and articulate he is. I, Ch Chuck, I don't. I don't. Well, And maybe more than most people. <laughs> I do. But I don't. And what I'm saying to you, Chuck, I do, but I don't. I don't do that, but I do it more than most people do. But I don't do it, Chuck. <laughs> what are you talking about? You can't even reconcile your own feelings, let alone explain what the hell you're trying to get accomplished here. Uh, um, and by the way, he's referred to Eric Erickson from RedState.com. Uh, a known loser. A known loser. A known. <laughs> people know this. Uh, all over the world. I was in Seattle uh, last week, known loser. and you know what they were talking about? <laughs> mm. Eric, Eric Erickson, Erickson. Yeah. known loser. Which is interesting. Um, you know, and mm -hmm. Eric Erickson um, disinvited him from a conference because he just thought it was it's, it was over the top. Look, the Megyn yeah. Kelly stuff is over the right. top, and I'm done. You know, Didn't want him around. Done with this, and I'm glad he did it. But the bottom line was, which was funny, because as Eric was retweeting Donald Trump, praising Fox News for bringing Eric Erickson over because he was such a smart commentator. This is from a couple of years ago. <laughs> was he really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, oh, oh, that's because, but that's before gosh. he was a known loser. Oh, he's now a he's now. a known I mean, loser. Yeah. I mean, he, okay, so he's a smart commentator two years ago. Right. But now he's a known loser. Right, like, don't you see that he's doing... When, when Donald Trump Come comes... Come on! When Trump comes in and he does this thing where he's like, I bought all these politicians because I wanted them to do whatever I wanted and I told them whatever they wanted me to believe because I wanted to get things done. Don't you realize he's doing the same thing to you? He's doing the same mm. thing to Republicans. He's just coming in and telling them whatever he thinks at that moment they want to hear. And then he just spouts it and defends That's it and amazing. makes it personal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is... The most embarrassing thing I've ever seen out of the Republicans, this fascination with Trump. Now, look, is it long-lasting? No. Hope not. I, don't I think mean, so. we don't know yet, because we, we so far it is. Well, it's been yes, a month. It it's a more longer-lasting than I thought it would be. I, I suppose that's I, true, although you look at the you dive into the numbers. They're not the likely voters that, that like the guy, and he's nobody's second choice. 
So when when this starts to fade away or other candidates go away, like let's just say, you know, whatever, Marco Rubio or Ben Carson or Ted Cruz drop out of the race, most of that support is not going to Trump. So he's, you know, Mm -hmm. all the polls seem to indicate he's basically maxed out at about a quarter of the voting uh, populace. And that's not going to win you. Uh, the the uh, the election. No. Um, and again, it does look like now uh, reports are that he's going to back out of the. He's going to make the pledge that he's not going to run third party. Which oh, is, is interesting because everyone likes him because he never backs off a position. Of course, here's another one he's backing off on. Uh, he backs off on his jokes. He backs off. He was a birther. That's all he cared about. Now he will never talk about it. He was going to take the pledge. Never going to take that pledge to guarantee he was going to run a third party. Now he's going to. He backs off on every other thing he says, but he's powerful because he never backs off on uh, his opinions. <laughs> it's just... I, I, the only thing I can equate, uh, you know, uh, chalk it up to is just this: it's a celebrity blindness issue. The Republicans mm-hmm. are happy to have somebody who actually is making some noise for once, and uh, you know, he's the only one anyone knows. No one's when, paying attention yet. None of the people who are going to vote in these elections, outside of us, outside of real, um, uh, you know, talk radio listeners that pay attention to this stuff twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, the, the, the average person is not even paying attention. Yet. They don't know what Donald Trump stands for. They don't know that he supported a wealth tax. They don't know that he wants Obamacare times ten. They, they don't know that stuff yet, so they're not engaged at that level, which is why we keep really railing about it, hoping to get them engaged. Yeah, it's too bad because there's so many good candidates right now. And if you don't get behind one of these good candidates now, they're not going to be candidates anymore. You know, and there's so yeah. many for the first time in my lifetime. You don't have just one. And then if that guy's gone, you're stuck. We've got the Ted Cruz's. You know, Ted Cruz is I I've said it before. I think he's a better choice than even Ronald Reagan. I think he's the best choice we've ever had in my lifetime. Uh, okay, so let's see. Let's say Ted Cruz goes away, and he's he's not going away anytime soon because he's number two in some of the polls we're seeing today. You, you, if you, if he falters, you've still got a guy like Marco Rubio. If he falters, you've got Scott Walker. If he goes away, you've got Rand Paul. If he goes away, there's Carly Fiorina. I mean, there's really good options there. Bobby Jindal is another one. Mm-hmm. And, and Rick Jindal's... Perry. Rick Perry is another. I mean, there's like seven people. Yeah. I posted uh, my, my my updated red line uh, in the chart. Did you see this by any chance, Pat? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, maybe, we could, maybe we could post this because it would be an interesting thing to go through yeah, again. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, the, the, the list of all the candidates, where they stand in the ideological circles, and mm-hmm. then where my line, my yes-no line is. I think it would be similar to yours. Maybe not exact, but pretty similar. Were you able to get it through graphics in time? For, are we going to be able to get it through graphics in time for the show? Well, if it's just, submitted today, that means next uh, Wednesday <laughs> afternoon, I think. I just posted it on, on the fabulous Twitter. Did you? Uh, and the, or on Facebook. Right. It's on, on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Go to my Facebook page. You can see it. If not, we'll, we'll post it here. We'll talk about it maybe here uh, before the end of the show. Okay. And maybe we should go through some of these clips from the debate. We actually haven't had a show uh, on patents since, since, the, since debate. the actual debate. So maybe we'll go yeah. through and take some of the highlights as well, just kind of dissect them in case you, uh, you know, care what we okay. think. For I don't know. In the meantime... Right now, you can get delicious things like uh, creamy stroganoff in a 72-hour emergency food supply for $10. I mean, three-day supply of things like creamy stroganoff. I'm not talking about wheat. I'm not talking about a big barrel of <laughs> barley. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, what are you going to do with the barley? Make beer with it? Probably not to survive. I mean, 
might be fun for some people, but uh, mm. it's not good eating. They could be fun. This is delicious eating. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is uh, Liberty Bell potato cheddar soup. Which mm. potato cheddar soup? You might say right off the bat, that's pretty good. But then you add pieces of the Liberty Bell inside <laughs> of the think soup. That's what they mean. That's what that's what makes it. Well, really you good. can call them at 800-478-8061 and ask: Are there pieces of the Liberty Bell in the, <laughs> the Liberty actual Bell? Actual Liberty Bell? Yeah, yeah it's the just actual. a replica. Well, that's why certified replica. Now that's why it was cracked. Uh, yeah. The crack they took oh. out pieces and then they divided that into all the bags of my Patriots. I, I, right? I'm not sure I'm opposed to that, but I don't think they did it. Okay. Well, if you call in the next 12 hours, uh, they'll even add a, a free shipping to uh, your order, which is kind of nice of that. Oh, but the handling. Jeez, there's the no handling. Hand oh, no handling best. charge. Okay. Uh, it's got to be 10 bucks. And that's what about it. licensing fees? No, there's no licensing fee for soup. That's not how that dealer works. Dealer taxes? There are no dealer taxes for soup either. Good. 800-478-8061. 10 bucks. Three-day supply Man. of food for you. Get yourself prepared. Get your first uh, step into the door of preparedness. Mm -hmm. My Patriot Supply, it's not just food, it's freedom. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. We are back, and so are you. Triple H. Well, actually, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> you did. We've been right here the whole freaking time. Yeah, we just sat in our seats. <laughs> sat right here on our fat butts. Didn't even stand up. Didn't even stand up. We don't have the energy. Triple H. Seven two seven back. Pat and Stu, and we haven't really we haven't really gotten into the meat of uh, Thursday's debate because we were you know it was the best of on Friday, and so. This is our first chance to really kind of dissect all of the things that uh, were said. And one of the things that I don't think has gotten enough play, especially from Republicans who supposedly support Donald Trump, is how, how can you support a guy who is willing, who is such an egomaniac, that he's willing to split the vote for whatever the Republican nominee will be, uh, with with Hillary Clinton and thus guarantee her victory. How can you support? Well, here's here's what he said when they tried to get him to pledge that he wouldn't make a uh, or anybody wouldn't do a uh, an independent run. Is there anyone on stage? And can I see hands who is unwilling tonight to pledge your support to the eventual nominee of the Republican Party and pledge to not run an independent campaign against that person. Again, we're looking for you to raise your hand now. Raise your hand now if you won't make that pledge tonight. Mr. Trump. So, 
To be clear, you're standing on a Republican primary debate. I fully understand. The place where the RNC will give the nominee the nod. I fully understand. And that experts say an independent run would almost certainly hand the race over to Democrats and likely another Clinton. You can't say tonight that you can make that pledge. I cannot say I have to respect the person that, if it's not me, the person that wins. If I do win and I'm leading by quite a bit, uh, that's what I want to do. I can totally make that pledge. If I'm the nominee, I will pledge I will <laughs> not run as an independent. But uh, and I am discussing it with everybody. But I'm, you know, talking about a lot of leverage. We want to win. Wait a minute. We will talking win. About a lot but of I want to win as the Republican. I want to uh -huh. run as the Republican nominee. What he's talking about with leverage there is he it, he can get things yes. yep. from yes. people if he promises not to run, about. so he's holding that chip back because he's a dirtbag. Wow, Let's that, be honest about it. It's really something. Because he he's all about him. Yeah, he's all he's yeah. a narcissist. By the way, Matt, Matt Walsh has posted a column uh, taking on uh, Trump and supporters in particular, and it's great. Uh, you know, just talking about he's consistently great. Yeah, and, and you know this is you know for this particular topic I'm fired up about, so maybe this is why. But it's like it's you know it's like probably my favorite Matt Walsh column because really? it's just like you know oh, look it's, I, it, I don't know I how am, to even it's I like am, picking your favorite child. I am just tired <laughs> of so this <laughs> game we're supposed to play where we say I am too. and I've said I, this before on the air obviously, but it's like I'm sick of this. We're supposed to coddle people who are supporting Trump and understand that hey, sure they don't care about any of the policies that would ruin the country, but they're angry, so we should feel bad for them, and we should understand them, mm -hmm. and we should go... He's tapping into something. Well, he's tapping into something insane, okay? Yeah, he's he tapping is. into something insane. By the way, it's not everybody, and I know it's not this audience, uh, largely, but l listen to this. This is who you would never vote for in the Republican Party. Now, this is not independents and moderates and Democrats. These are just Republican primary voters. I would never vote for Scott Walker, 8% of the people would never vote for Scott Walker. 12% would never vote for Marco Rubio, as well as Ben Carson. 12% never vote for him. 15% right. would never vote for Kasich. 16% would never vote for Cruz. 17% would never vote for Fiorina. 20% would never vote for Rand Paul. 24% would never vote for Mike Huckabee. 24% would never vote for Jeb Bush. 37% would never vote for Chris Christie. 50, <laughs> we're up to 37. 59% of the Republican primary voters would never vote for Donald Trump. Wow. Second place is Chris Christie with 37. And then behind that is Bush Huckabee at 24. It's, I mean, 60, it's like, how do you get, how do you win a primary when 60% of the primary voters will never vote for you? I don't know. Can he do, can he overcome that? No, I don't know, but no, I don't I see don't where the so. where's the future in this. It's just nonsensical rambling. <laughs> well, but until everyone called up and said, "Well, I can't believe these Fox people. They didn't deal with the with the substance. They can't deal with substance until Trump goes away. You get a substance free election until Trump is gone. I promise you, you will never get to anything as long as he's there. And you know, this is why we're fighting so hard to say, "Hey, look at this guy's record. Understand who this man is." People that call up. Passionately, Pat, you did talk radio, uh, you know, later on, but you did uh, radio where you're taking calls throughout the Clinton era. Mm -hmm. How many times did people call up? You can't separate what you're doing in your private life. You, character yeah. matters. This man 
obviously is a horrible person. Whether you think he'd be a good president or not, you're completely eliminating what you used to feel about character. The guy takes on every single person that opposes him. He trashes people, anyone who says anything negative about him. He's insane. He's insane. And thin-skinned, like uh, one of the biggest babies I've ever seen. You can't handle the... uh, If you can't handle Megyn Kelly's questions... Yeah. Then you don't belong in this race. Of course not. If you can't get on Fox News and they throw you a couple of reasonably difficult questions that you cannot hit out of the park, get out of the race. Did he not think that they were going to ask him about done. his get on your knees quotes? I mean, and by the on. way, for his Perfectly ridiculous reasonable. defense of that. Oh, that's not what I meant. I was oh, taken out of context. We played we watched it. it. It's we not taken out of it context. Is, it it's was exactly what he meant. In Trump's defense, though, all the other candidates are so pissed at Fox mm-hmm. right now, they can't see straight. I mean, you hear the complaints about how tough the debate was yeah, from not, not every actually, other candidate. I don't hear any other candidates only complaining him. about They've it. They all complained so much that it was... Only Trump. Unfair. Only, and only then, Trump. Yeah, I mean, and the Just bottom Trump. line is, they, if they had Ted Cruz saying, hey, get down on your knees and perform oral sex oh, on me, they'd be oh, talking about it. Seriously. The problem is, only Trump said it. Would, That's the only thing. Would Cruz not be out of the race if he said that at any point in any context? He would. He'd be gone. Of course. He'd be gone already. And it's It'd all be over. anyone would be talking about. It'd be over. But uh, because people expect nothing better out of Trump. I'm pretty sure the, thing, the big story about Cruz was calling Mitch McConnell a liar. I think that was one of the questions. Uh, in the debate, was talking about him calling the majority leader a liar. So they all, they, you know, they targeted each candidate they did. for what they've said. Yes, they did. Well, here's what, uh, here's, here's Megan Kelly. I don't know, you tell us. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, is this unfair? You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, <laughs> and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only Rosie several... O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> no, Good line. It's actually a funny line. It's a yeah. funny line. I mean, it's, funny line. it's not true. Nobody in that audience likes account? Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Good line. It's a funny line. But it doesn't make true. it okay. This is where he's saying she's pissed. Yeah. Thank you. Well, now watch and see if blood's coming out of her eyes. It was eyes. well beyond Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, I'm sure it was. No, yeah, yeah, blood he said. He said, yes, I'm sure it was. Women's looks. You once told a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Does that sound to you like the temperament of a man we should elect as president? And how will you answer the charge from Hillary Clinton, who is likely to be the Democratic nominee, that you are part of the war on women? I think the big problem this country has is being politically correct. I've been... That's a separate issue, my friend. It's a separate I've issue. I've been challenged that's, by that's so many people, correctness. and I don't frankly have time for total political correctness. And to be that's, honest that's with you, this country doesn't have time either. Okay. We're, we're talking about calling women slobs and dogs and pigs. That's nothing to do with political correctness. You might not have time nothing. for it, but it's going to be exactly what happens when you get into this race, and you're going to be is. hit by it over and over and over again. So yeah. this is why I have no problem with what Fox did. None. They have to get him on record answering these things now to see mm-hmm. if he can handle it. Yeah. And obviously, I he you know can't. my 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 position would be that he did not handle it well. Some people liked it. I honestly think thought the Rosie O'Donnell thing was actually a good answer. Although again, it was a lie. It was right. not only mm-hmm. Rosie O'Donnell. He's done it over and over and over again because this is who this man is. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not about him disliking women. In in reality, his defense to this, which is oh, I like women, is probably true. I mean, they're great. Women are fantastic. Who doesn't like them? I have people working. I I am a woman. I am married to a woman. I have executives Mm -hmm. who are women. All this is probably true. The point is not that he's against women. It's that he's a bad guy. It's that he's constantly 
vilifying his enemies and trying to take them out with whatever personal and, attacks he feels will hurt them the most. And Megan, it's the same thing he did with McCain. He's not against troops. He's violently against John McCain. Not actual violence, but in, as far as his, uh, you know, his efforts uh, rhetorically. And that is because he's just an angry, mean guy. That's all. He just <laughs> attacks everybody all the time. The worst possible trait of a president. If you haven't learned that in the last eight years, mm. I don't know how you're going to learn it. Yeah. The guy is, it's the last thing, even if he's on your side as you perceive, which he's not, and we've outlined it a million times, the last thing you want in a president on your side or not is a vindictive jerk, and this is what this guy is. There's not one ounce of evidence of Megyn Kelly being angry in any way, let alone blood Wait, shooting plus, out of her eyes. Come plus on. Plus, he even then admits it. Yeah. I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. And, sure you're, there, was. and there was. So, yes, you're oh right. Oh, my gosh. And, and after the debate, too, I watched her program after the debate, the whole thing. She was totally reasonable when she referred to Trump. Uh, she did say, she said a number of times, this is who he is. Because it is. And then he proved it again. Afterwards, with all the stuff he said about her. And she talked to that god awful Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Oh, I, that. I, that's I, the I, only I, part I didn't insane. watch. I couldn't watch I couldn't. it, and I don't why, know why Fox does her, it. Nobody and, wants to hear Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And she Wasserman just let Schultz. her wander on, too. Yep, 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 yeah, yep. Shut I, up. I don't know anything about it because they turned it off at that point. Triple eight seven. So the whole program, I just lied. I didn't watch that part. <laughs> More Pat and Stu coming up. Thanks for the reminder on the Wasserman Schultz. That pissed me off. That pissed me off. Back. We showed you the uh, Megyn Kelly question. Here's the follow-up from uh, Donald Trump on what he had to say about Megyn afterwards. I don't have a lot of respect for Megyn Kelly. She's a lightweight. Oh. And, you know, she came out there reading her little script and trying to, uh, you know, be tough and be sharp. And uh, when you meet her, you realize she's not very tough and she's not very sharp. Oh, my God. Well, I just don't respect her as a journalist. I have no respect for her. I don't think she's very good. I think she's highly overrated. But when I came mm. out there, you know, what am I doing? I'm not getting paid for this. I go out there and, uh, you know, they start saying, lift up your arm if you're going to. Then I then And, you know, I didn't know there'd be 24 million people. I figured, but I knew it was going to be a big crowd because I get big crowds. I get ratings. Oh, jeez. They call me the ratings machine. Nobody so goes. I have, uh, you know, she she gets out and she starts asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions. And, you know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes. No. Uh, blood coming out of her wherever. Oh, my God. Okay. that There's no way. He's talking about nose there, her nose. Stop blood it. coming out of her eyes. Blood you have to be coming a deviant. out of her. Whatever. Come on now. Come it's, on. It's laughable. Uh, should we do some calls here? Triple eight seven twenty seven back. We have some calls on the debate. Let's go to Debbie in Oregon. Welcome to the Pat and Stu show. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, Hello. Debbie. Hi. Debbie in Oregon. Life is pretty good in Oregon. How are you? Literally guys? Literally never works. It's kind of weird because we've, we've <laughs> tested we even it. tested it today and it didn't. It worked, and now may, well maybe Debbie. 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 Oh. Hello. Hey, Bless you, Debbie. Debbie. How are you? You there? Debbie. Debbie in Oregon. Let's just uh, call it a day. 
Let's just play it on a clip. All right, let's go to. Uh, no, no, no. Let's just plot it down. Plot it down, please. Let's go. Yeah, okay. uh, let's go to. Uh, hmm, uh, let's go to Ted, Ted Cruz. People were questioning whether Ted Cruz was any good or not uh, in this debate. Some people. I was Glenn, surprised by Glenn's take. Glenn on didn't it. like it because I liked him. I liked him, but I also I already I already like him. So. Yeah, I mean I liked him, but he I thought he acquitted himself just fine. Yeah, yeah here's he certainly a, performed well. Mm -hmm. Ted Cruz, I mean, he's not an electric guy. No, he's not. But I mean, you know. a is that you have to have that uh, to be president? No, no. Uh, but uh, you have to win elections. He he. I mean, look, he's he's making points that are valuable. And mm -hmm. he's taking on the establishment. You want someone who's going to take on the establishment? You mm -hmm. got Ted Cruz. You don't need Donald Trump. You got Ted Cruz. It's not like you have a bunch of people who are, it's not Lindsey Graham versus Jeb Bush versus John McCain versus Donald Trump. In that position, I would understand the Donald okay. Trump affection, yeah. at least at some level. Uh, instead, though, you have people like Ted Cruz, and here he is talking so about um, oh responding gosh, to his divisive, divisive person. Is that what he is? Is he a divisive, divisive person? Divisive is mm. what he is. Let's watch. He's divisive. You have a toxic relationship with GOP leaders in Congress who even called the Republican Senate leader, Mitch McConnell, a liar recently. Yeah! Yes. How can you win in 2016 when you're such a divisive figure? Divisive. Chris, I believe the American people are looking for someone to speak the truth. Thank you. If you're looking Somebody's for a someone... Liar, call him a liar to go to Washington, to go along, to get along, to get to agree with the career politicians in both parties who get in bed mm -hmm. with the lobbyists and special interests, then I ain't your guy. There is a reason that we have $18 trillion in debt. <laughs> because as conservatives, as Republicans, we keep winning elections. We got a Republican House, we got a Republican Senate, and we don't have leaders who honor their commitments. Mm. Yeah. I will always Think tell the it. truth great. and do what I said I would do. Kind of interesting there. You know, everybody keeps talking about uh, what a tough time Fox gave Trump. What about right there? You're no kidding. Chris Wallace, first right of all, there. calls him a divisive figure. And then as he's speaking, making awesome points that the audience is responding to, yep. born in Calgary, Canada. <laughs> what the hell are you putting that up on the screen yeah. for? I didn't oh, notice yeah. that. Born in Calgary, Canada. <laughs> when did you well? Who else did you put up their birthplace? Uh. What other candidate? Where did? You, where was Donald Trump born? I don't know because you didn't put it up on the screen. What do you mean, born in Calgary, Canada? <laughs> I mean they were putting it to be. <laughs> what is that? To be a tad bit fair. I mean, right no, underneath so, it. That's not fair. To, to right underneath it, they said you know renounced it. And all the other candidates care. were getting their little tidbits uh, thrown in on the screen when they were speaking. <laughs> Nobody had their birthplace put up well, there. Well, I mean, it's been That's a topic of, of discussion, though. It's a topic of discussion because they're making it one here. It's not a topic of discussion. It doesn't matter he's a U.S. citizen. He's Is always he? been a U.S. citizen. There's no reason to put up his birthplace. Yeah, no, I, again, Fascinating. I, but I have no problem. I mean, the birthplace uh, thing is... Fine, I, whatever. But, it's you know, everybody's yelling about Trump's treatment, right. including especially Trump. Cruz isn't saying, why they put Calgary Canada up Every there? one of the candidates was targeted on their right. perceived they weak sure point. They sure were. Yeah, and that was that is, is what you do, it particularly it's important in an early debate. When you have 17 candidates, 10 of which are on your stage, mm -hmm. you have to be able to, you might see one of these guys, blow, like to me, Trump showed that he can't do this. Uh, yeah. Now, I know people who like Trump are going to stick by him no matter what, but I mean, it showed if there was this brilliance behind Trump, he may have showed it there. He did not. 
And he had to be asked about it. Look at the way he's handling this. It shows he can't Terrible. handle it. Yeah, it shows right. he can't, if you can't handle Megyn Kelly asking you a question about quotes you've said, you can't handle this. Right. So, like, look at look at this. Give me, let me give you um, Scott uh, Walker. Mark. I was going to give you Marco Rubio first. Mm. Marco Rubio. What's his weak point with Republican voters? His immigration stance. Mm -hmm. Can he handle a question, a tough question about immigration? Here's Marco Rubio on immigration. The evidence is now clear that the majority of people coming across the border are not from Mexico. They're coming from Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras. Those countries are the, are the source of the people that are now coming in its majority. I also clap. believe we need a fence. The problem is if El Chapo builds a tunnel under the fence, we have to be able to deal with that too. And that's why you need an e-verify system and you need an entry-exit tracking system and all sorts of other things to prevent illegal immigration. But I agree with what Governor Kasich just said. People are frustrated. This is the most generous Don't country in the Kasich world ever. when it comes to immigration. There are a million people a year who legally <laughs> immigrate to the United it. States. These are great points, and people sir. feel Even like we're being taken advantage of. We feel like despite our generosity, we are being taken advantage of. And let me tell you who never gets talked about in these debates. Like the this. people that call my office, yeah. who have been waiting for 15 years Thank to come you. to the United States, yes. and they you. paid their fees, Marco. and they Thank hired you. a lawyer, and they can't get in, and they're wondering maybe they should come illegally. Yeah. And so these are important issues, and we should address it. It's a they serious should. problem that needs to be addressed. And, and, and otherwise, we're going to keep talking about this for the next 30 years like we have for the last 30 years. He was pretty strong on it. It's pretty good. Pretty and again, strong. this is his weak point. Yeah. So you see a guy who's backed into a corner on his weak point in front of this audience. And he cries. Boo-hoo, they asked me about immigration. <laughs> he hasn't whined no, about it. didn't do that. This is exactly <laughs> what they should be doing yeah. in this debate. Later on, you do need to get to the point where you're, you're splitting the hairs between policy on, with these guys a little bit more. But at this point, what you need to do is but, get the field from 17 down to something manageable. And Rubio brought in some policy there. He actually yeah. talked about yeah. some policies among, along the border, all of which I pretty much agree with. The other one that was really a tough question, I thought, was Megyn Kelly asking Scott Walker yeah. about his position on abortion. Here's what happened. You've consistently said that you want to make abortion illegal, even in cases of rape, incest, or to save the life of the mother. You recently signed an abortion law in Wisconsin that does have an exception for the mother's life, but you are on record as having objected to it. Mm. Would you really let a mother die rather than have an abortion? And with 83% of the American public question. in favor of a life <laughs> exception, are you two out of the mainstream on this issue to win the general election. But needed to be asked. Well, I'm, I'm pro-life. I've always been pro-life. And I've got a position I think is consistent with many Americans out there mm -hmm. in that in that I believe that that is an unborn child that's in need of protection out there. And I've said many a time that that unborn child can be protected and there are many other alternatives that will also protect the life of that mother. That's been consistently proven. Unlike Hillary Clinton, who has a radical position in terms of support for Planned Parenthood. I defunded Planned Parenthood more than four years ago, long before any of these videos came out. That's great. I've got a position that's in line with everyday America. Okay, there's a guy handling an extremely difficult question. Are you going to let a woman die rather than have an abortion? First of all, complete non-issue. It's an absolute, unless we're talking about 1836. This is not 1836. Okay, almost no women die in childbirth anymore. You know why? We have something really radical we call a um, C-section. Okay, we have a C-section. You ever heard of that? Take it right out of the tummy. Boom. And so they tend not to die. Usually, they can save both the mother and the child. Usually, almost in Even every, without a C-section. Even I without. Mean, there's... So there's 
some medical people there, around that there's are, hardly any situation i just got an email from a nurse who's been a nurse for 20 like a, a maternity nurse for 26 years she said never in my <laughs> career have I ever seen a mother die as a result of giving birth to a child? So this never. Is, this and this is why I question the need to stand up against right. this exception. Look, you know, I, Glenn was trying to make the case on the air the other day that there is a uh, a moral case uh, against this. I I don't understand it to be honest with you. There are times at li in life where you have to choose between two living human beings, and choosing mm -hmm. none and letting both die is a bad option. Yeah. You don't just say, "Hey, yeah, right. like I was thinking about this." Uh, like for example, you go into a burning building. Your child is way to the left down the hall. Your 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 wife is way to the right down the hall. You're going to have to make a choice to try to save one of those two people. You can't save them both. What mm -hmm. do you do? Walk out and say, "You know what? We'll let God take it. You know, let, <laughs> let God will figure out which one's supposed to live." That's not a good. Maybe answer. one of them can make it out on their own. Yeah. I don't know. And like, I'm not criticizing someone who, who you know, in the abortion case would say, "Look, you know, we're going to let it go." But to, to act as if you can't, like, it's an immoral thing to make a judgment to try to save someone's life. I don't think is is a reasonable position. Mm -hmm. I do not. I mean, I you know, I think of myself at least as one of the more pro-life people around. You know, I've been whining about this, uh, and I've become more pro-life as I've become a father and, and as I've moved on in my life. I've always been pretty much pro-life. I can't remember ever not being pro-life. But as you come to things like the rape and incest uh, exceptions, I've had issues with, you know, I've probably supported those in the past. But honestly, at this point, I can't find a, a logical path to that anymore and mm -hmm. that's just you know that's just me but beyond when it comes to life of the mother it's easy to find that path oh yeah i, I don't I, you know gotta have the mother of your other children right right she has to live yeah and the other part of this is if if it's to the point and it's true that that that's that aborting a child is going to save the woman's life is so incredibly rare and basically doesn't happen mm -hmm. what's the pragmatic case for opposing uh the the uh this exception there I mean, it doesn't happen anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not so something that rare. actually it's occurs. Worth, it's not worth talking about. No, it's, it's not. It's really and not it, worth talking and it's, about. And it sucks because I can understand, again, like Mark Levin, would, if he was on right now, would say, look, there's no reason. This is 0.005% of cases. Why are we discussing it? Mm -hmm. And to me, electability at this point is something that's interesting because you want to get the field down. And if yeah. you can't handle that question, which Scott Walker did pretty well, yeah. um, then you don't deserve to, to be on the stage. And exactly. that's what we're trying to do here, I think. More patents too coming up. It's Pat and Stu, as Stu was showing you there in the back of one of these. Um, so Donald Trump says, he's, I'll be phenomenal to women. Oh, but I like women. <laughs> I got some women who work for me. Some of them clean my toilets over there. They make me a lot of money. That's one of the things he said. Uh, I got a lot of a lot women of who are executives. They make me a lot of money. They make themselves a lot of money. I love women. <laughs> <laughs> it's just incoherent. And look, he is, look is, it not, is, it, is it my fault? Is mm. it my fault that they look good on their knees? No. No. It's not my fault. That's what he would say. 
Uh, do we have time for the, what, what are we doing here? Nah, I don't, right. I don't know. Do I just heard that Jeb Bush last week blow 53% of his vote. This is worse than what Romney did when he did, when he blew 47% of the vote with his ridiculous statements. I mean, I watched uh, Jeb Bush last week talking about, uh, you know, women's health issues mm -hmm. like they don't exist. Yeah, I okay. couldn't and believe what he you, said. So you think, and I'm exactly the that's opposite. Enough. Um, I uh, so I love this because this is what all the Trump supporters are doing now. Like, oh, Donald Trump, he's bad. I bet Jeb Bush is better, huh? No, Jeb Bush sucks, too. We said Jeb Bush sucks from the beginning. From the beginning. Attacking Jeb Bush, he also made a huge gap, and it was covered by us, and it is important that he uh, screwed that up uh, and said, uh, you know, what he said about women's health. But it's like, it, Trump is the one with all the attention right now. So yeah. until we get past this, we're not going to be able to deal with anybody else. It's sad. It's, it's all. More patents do is inevitable. And we love women here at the patents do show. We own some women. <laughs> wait. Wait. Uh, wait. Get up. <laughs> because this is our first opportunity on Pat and Stu to discuss it. Um, huge because 24 million people watched the debate on Fox News. 24 million people haven't watched anything on any cable show ever. So it was the largest cable audience in television history. Is that true? That's true. Wow. That's I thought I had heard it was like a top five or ten. It was the number uh, one cable show wow. of all time. Uh. I Look it I up! Some, I, I Look it up, okay. oh ye of little faith. Look it up, ye doubters. <laughs> That's amazing, though. And it's, I, I, 24 million people haven't even watched The Walking Dead. I thought that was going to be like I think it's been 22 or 23 go like million. Monday Night Football or something. Oh, they never get those kinds of audiences on hmm. ESPN. I don't think. I think it's like 16, 17 for Monday Night Football, right? 18, maybe. Yeah. If yeah. that. I mean, it's huge for, for ESPN, but not... The kind of numbers they used to get on network television for no, biggest ever for a non-sports cable event. Okay. Oh, non-sports, really? So sporting events have, have what sporting event has ever topped well, twenty-four we're million? Find that out right now. Find Je it out. Jeffy's clicking. Find Jeffy it out. Jeffy is clicking right now, and it's going to find out the answer if he can read it, and hopefully the answer is spoons because it's the only he can read. College football championship, thirty-three point four million. Holy cow! Mm. College football. And, and was, that was this like last that. year's Ohio State Oregon. Was it really? Right? Wow. Was that last year? See or that playoff Ohio system? Wow, Oregon, that's, isn't a, it? that's a nice audience. Playoff system's working, isn't it? <laughs> that's, working. that's not bad. <laughs> what else you got on there? Anything else? That's not wow. bad. Else? Nah, you know, the rest of it's all just numbers. Nobody cares about that. You can't read you. it, can you? Except you, no, nobody cares about that. He except doesn't you. have it. You he doesn't have, have it. Or he can't nobody cares about that as you. All right. He doesn't have it or can't read it. One of the two. So anyway. Uh, we wanted to show you a couple more things from this, and, and one of the, one of the things I really liked was the exchange between Christie and uh, Chris Christie and Rand Paul. Rand Paul, Chris Christie had a little back and forth there, and here's what happened. I want to collect more records from terrorists, but less records from innocent Americans. Yeah. The Fourth Amendment Me was too. what we fought the revolution over. 
John Adams said it was the spark that led to our war for independence. And I'm proud of standing for the Bill of Rights, and I will continue to stand for the Bill of Rights. And, and Megan, <laughs> Megan, that's a, that, you know, that's a completely ridiculous answer. I want to collect more records from terrorists, but less records from other people. How are you supposed to know, Megan? Use the Fourth what are you Amendment. To, how are you supposed Use the Fourth to, no, Amendment. No, I'll tell you how you get a warrant. Let me tell you something. You get go, a judge to sign when a warrant. You, uh, you know, Senator, wait, wait, Governor Christie, make your point. Listen, Senator, you know, when you're sitting in a subcommittee just blowing hot air about this, you can say things like that. When you're responsible for protecting the lives of the American people, then what you need to do is Here's to make sure is to make sure that Here's you use the, problem, the system Governor. the way it's supposed Here's the problem, Governor. You fundamentally un misunderstand the Bill of Rights. Every time you did right. a case, you got a warrant from Good a point. judge. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about searches without warrants, indiscriminately no... of all Americans' records, and that's what I fought to end. Mm -hmm. I don't trust President Obama with our records. I know you gave him a big hug, and if nice. you want to give him a big hug again, go right in. <laughs> Booyah! The only hugs I Booyah! remember. Yeah, of course, Christie goes on to say the only hugs I remember are the hugs I gave the 9-11 family. Shut up. Well, and he should... The American people don't remember those hugs. They remember the hug you gave Barack Obama during Tropical Storm or, or right. whatever it was, Sandy. Super and by the way, Sandy. those aren't the only hugs he remembers because that he also remembered in his uh, uh, speech, yeah. uh, his uh, acceptance speech. speech. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, saying uh, how much he loved the hugs. hugs. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget that one. Um, <laughs> right. I, you know, it's a weird one because I think Rand Paul is 100% right on the, on the, uh, the substance of that debate. Yep. Um, Paul is, is. He's right. And look, you know, he, he makes a great point to Christie and says, hey, guy, when you did all the things you're talking about, you got a freaking warrant for those things. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the ultimate shutdown. Yes, it's important to go after terrorists, but you have we have a process in place to you do need that. To follow it. Don't take my phone records unless you have some suspicion. Mm -hmm. That's all. Oh, that's interesting. If you if you have anything, if, even if you have suspicion, go get a warrant. They almost never turn anybody down for them, and then you can go look at records. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't get them before you have the warrant. That is completely rational and reasonable. Um, I thought Christie did an okay job at defending his position because I think people who do see it Lindsey Graham's way, do see it Chris right. Christie's way, would say that's enough. And I honestly think the aesthetics of it. I don't. I don't know that Rand Paul does a good job at. He, when he gets screamy, gets screamy yeah. it doesn't work for him. No, he's much not. better when he's soft-spoken and talking through those things, but I, I, it was hard to do in that situation. I don't know. I, I think my, my belief is on the substance, Rand Paul won that, but I, I have this suspicion that I think um, that I think Christie, Perception was the per perception. Christie, yeah. Christie wanted, I, it seems like it. I don't know yeah. why Rand Paul got that way, except that it was just the arena, I guess, or something. He feels mm, like yeah. he has mm -hmm. to do that because of the live audience, and you really don't. A little screen, a, yeah. The thing right in front of him called the microphone. And what does that yeah. do? That, I think, th I think that it broadcasts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, okay. It does help to turn it on. You're, no, you're right. We remember got Remember to turn it on. Okay. Yeah. okay. There you go. Uh, by the right. way, uh, one really odd thing about this: How many times did you hear Chris Christie say, "I was named uh, right. uh, into my job on September 10th, 2001. The next day, this mm -hmm. happened, and I've spent all the rest of my time." The strange thing is, he didn't get named to the job on September 10th, 2001. Really? Oh, he, he served really? from 2002 to 2008. Um, and he was rumored for the appointment at that time, but wasn't officially nominated until December of September of uh, December of 2001. Is that a weird thing? He made wow. the point like 80 times. You've got to be kidding. I mean, he made a 
That was like a fact to him. It was oh, like yeah. the thing. And he didn't. And so it's possible <laughs> that maybe he was told behind the scenes yeah, that he, maybe. you know, uh, look, um, we're going to nominate you. Then, so, but he wasn't actually oh, you nominated. you play that because he December. even talked about his wife being down yes, there that, that day going yeah. through it. Yeah, he did. He made a big deal out of it. Yes, that. he did. The September 10th, September 11th deal. Because it, it makes it sound like it's almost his event that he took yeah. care of. Yeah. Now, that was, so that was the initial attack on it. Christie's campaign did respond. They said this. President Bush nominated former Morris uh, County. Uh, this is the article they pointed people to. Um, they said Christopher Christie, which is weird to hear Christopher. Christopher. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that. The next U.S. Attorney General yesterday, but the candidate's lack of criminal law credentials generated a new route of opposition. So they, I, I, the campaign added that September 10th was the date Christie received the phone call informing him the Bush administration intended to start the nomination right. process, but the nomination formally wasn't issued until December. So, I mean, I, I think... I think that clears him generally, sort but it's of. still a weird hey, moment because he really of. laid on that. He really yeah, he laid did. that one on thick. <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. And he again, did. I, people didn't necessarily respond <clears throat> to the fact that Chris Christie essentially used the the, the families of dead vic, uh, victims to <clears throat> get himself out of that argument. It was like, well, yeah, well, the people who hugged me were the victims of the dead people. <laughs> Rand. <laughs> like that was a little. How many dead people's relatives did you hug, right. Rand? Kind of what he was saying, which is also yeah. ugly. You know, I'm not a Christie fan, though. I, I do think not this is the vibe for him. These debates, he does pretty yes. well. And I thought he did okay He's in that exchange, really honestly. good. He's really good. He, he articulates his position a little bit better than Donald Trump. Better arguer, better debater than Donald Trump. He's probably better than just about anybody on the stage, actually. He, he really is good. And that's how he... he actually steamrolled his way through taking on the teachers union in New Jersey and he, t he took on the unions he, he makes a big deal out of that all the time and he really did the other person who took on unions is Scott Walker and he defeated the unions not once but three times so I think Scott Walker's got a stronger case there meantime uh, let's check out a couple of the candidates uh, and the way they closed out because there were two that in particular that I thought were really strong one was Ted Cruz, and here's how he closed out his night. If I'm elected president, let me tell you about my first day in office. Tell the us. first thing I intend to do is to rescind every illegal and unconstitutional executive action like taken that. by Barack Obama. Okay. Yes. That's nice. Good. That's the one. next thing I intend to do is instruct the Department of Justice to open an investigation into these videos and to prosecute Planned Parenthood for any okay, criminal like violations. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. The Check. next thing I intend to do the is instruct thing. the Department of Justice and the IRS to start persecuting religious liberty. I then I intend to cancel the Iran deal and finally move okay. the U.S. Embassy yes. in Israel to Jerusalem. Okay, that's, I mean, so is that a day one activity? My father fled Cuba, mm -hmm. and I will fight to defend liberty because my family knows what it's like to lose it. Okay, I like that. That's nice. You know, you know. It's, it's good. It's good. I, okay. There's a couple of weak points there, and I, I think one of them is for, for most of the American people. I mean, it is an important thing to me. I am a huge supporter of Israel, but moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, not a day one activity for me. First of all. Not a day one activity. Is that really something the American people are going to hang on to and say, yes, we're going to move the Israeli embassy on day one. Did you hear that? Did you hear that guy? Finally, someone said it. Day one. No, nobody to said me, That's not a massive deal uh, promise, though. That is no. promising to... 
you're, you're it, talking to your your Jewish supporters. Yep. Uh, Big time um, supporters of Israel. Yeah, you're talking to you're saying, Sheldon Adelson. Yeah, and you're saying, maybe. Sheldon, this is a thing between you and me, my friend. <laughs> day one. But, I mean, still, still, is that really a day one thing? First of all, is anything that any of these candidates say day one? Oh, I'm really tired I of I will day say one. day one, I work to repeal uh, Obamacare. On day one, day really, one. you're getting up. I'm going. working to repeal Obamacare. I'm the president. I'll, I'll be honest I'll, about it. Day one, in. I'm going to sit here and just admire the office yep. and say how cool uh, it is. Well, that's uh, Jeff. Uh, yeah, somebody get the pastry chef on the line. He's going to order there. room service <laughs> yeah. all day, day one. I fully support Day one yeah. is food, Come start on, to finish. I don't even leave the uh, the presidential bedroom. You said you, said you were going to move Jerusalem. Give me a call. Give me a call. Just have somebody look for some new rental space, and that's what I mean. No, I think... Call a realtor in Israel. We'll see what we can do. I think you're making that point to say to, first of all, I think he means it. But second of all, I think he's making that point to, you know, uh, people who are big supporters of Israel saying not just the normal platitudes. It's not mm -hmm. just me saying I'm going to be a friend to Israel. Here's a specific action I will take that shows that I understand this issue and understand how important it is to the people who like it. Um, so I think that's what he was doing there. The other thing is he did have that flub, which Cruz has almost no flubs. I know. Yeah. And he said, I will persecute, persecute religious liberty. Most, they, and <laughs> Which they, did. They let it go, yes, though. Most, most, I'm no, surprised. Yeah, they let it go. I and most everybody, his detractors let it go. I, I know. Was, I'm surprised. As soon as he said it, I thought, oh, crap. That's I think all we're going to hear about tomorrow. Yeah. And we didn't. No. I think what he was trying to say was, I will stop the people mm. attempting From to. persecution. For persecution. Yeah. Like, I, I, he was trying to say that. or I, Because he wasn't. At first I thought, is he trying to say prosecute? But he wasn't prosecuting no. religious liberty. No. That would be really weird. <laughs> so, I'm going to prosecute and yeah. persecute religious liberty. I hate religious sick liberty. Of it. I'm sick and tired of religious liberty in this country. Day We've one. Too much of it. Day one. You think the IRS we is bad now? End religious We're liberty. Coming after you. <laughs> so to that point, it's like I think Cruz, who I think still did pretty well, I do too. Uh, picked the right well. moment to just be okay. He yeah. was that, that that is probably as bad a performance as Ted Cruz is ever going to have in a debate, and he was still really good. I mean, he was still better than most of the people on stage. Yeah. I mean, him having flubs and having a couple times where he kind of went in a weird direction. That is, you know, I think that's as bad as you're going to see Ted Cruz. With more time, I think he's only going to get better. He does have that thing where he, and he did it at the end of there. He goes, uh, you know, I, I know what it's like, uh, you know, because uh, my family fled from Cuba, and I know what it's like to fight for religious uh, or, or for liberty because I know what it's like to lose it. Like he has that, he has that mm -hmm. like politician-y pacing at times, which if he can mm -hmm. over, uh, overcome that, which he did in the previous clip, where he kind of went yeah. on about, um, you know, uh, when he went on about we keep winning elections, but, you know, we, we don't get anywhere because our you – know, when he gets into that conversational tone, he's amazing. Uh, he has that little mm -hmm. bit of, like, over-preparedness that comes through, but it's tough to get rid of that stuff. It's just who you are as a person. It's like Jeffy, you know, mumbling out or not turning his microphone on. You're never going to cure that. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of let it go and say, this is who Jeffy is. You it's, know? A, it's a good He's point, a bumbling too. buffoon. <laughs> bumbling buffoon is a you good know, way to sum up. So, so Ted nice Cruz is a bumbling buffoon? No, I'm saying no, you are. You just saying, said? No, no saying, you just said you're a bumbling again, like, buffoon. You, you deal with this. Jeffy can't understand right. words. You deal with it. Right. <laughs> and you're, of course, overweight. Oh, yeah, that's all. That's the other thing. What he's saying is... Now, if he... The first politician who says that he will move the... Norwegian embassy <laughs> from Oslo to Bergen. Uh -huh. yes. You have my vote. Day one. No, day one. 
This can't be day six. It can't be week four. This has got to be a day freaking one. You wake up in the morning and you say, damn it. Is that embassy in Norway still in Oslo? I want it moved to Bergen now. And then heads roll if it yes. doesn't happen. Oh, my God. If by noon... The embassy isn't in Bergen. <laughs> but it takes too long to drive to Bergen. We can't get our care. stuff I don't there. care. I don't care. Okay. You better be prepared. If I can't hit the, if I can't hit the, the road, evening news right? cycle with the proof that it's changed cities <laughs> day one, that's it. I will say, can I, add, can I add one thing to one of these candidates? And you'd win me over by doing it. One of the first things I'm doing in office mm -hmm. is pushing for a constitutional amendment that introduces term limits to Congress. I, Ted Cruz, grab that mantle. It's something 70-some-odd percent of Americans agree with. I think with. Rand Paul is probably more likely to grab it than... I want Ted Cruz to grab I, it. I, I want him to as well. And they both, I think, support it. I, I think, they, I think do. they both support it. But grab it. It's such a great issue, and people it's just don't issue. say it enough. And people relate to it. You know why? They still want their endorsements. And they, get, they, lose, they don't get endorsements by saying that, so they, they're staying away from it. But yeah. that's an important part. Uh, all right, one more uh, one more closing remark uh, from the debate. We we also liked um, uh, Ben Carson's closing remarks, and here's what he had to say on Thursday. I haven't said anything about me being the only one to do anything, so let me try that. I'm the only one to separate Siamese twins. Uh, the only. <laughs> The, the only one to operate on babies while they were still in the mother's womb. The only there. one to take out half of a brain, although you would think if you go to Washington that uh. someone had beat me to it. But Great line. <laughs> and delivered well. He got comfortable as it went on. Yeah. I, I thought he did great. He did. But, I, but I'm very hopeful that I'm not the only one who's willing to pick up the baton of freedom because freedom is not free and we must fight for it every day. Every one of us must fight for it because we're mm -hmm. fighting for our children and the next generation. You know, some platitudes at the end there, but, you know, kind of meaningless stuff at the end, but it was fluff. Um, but it's fluff people love. You pick up the baton of freedom. What does that mean? But yeah, I mean, it's, it's an outline. That's an outline. Yeah, I, I, I excuse that. But the half a brain thing, great line. Really funny. And I will say, uh, we don't Very have to uh, delivered. Here, you probably saw it, though, in the debate. I thought his best answer of the entire thing was actually the one before this, which where he was talking about race. And he said, look, yeah. you know, oh, that's so good. people tell, ask me why I don't talk about race more. Obviously, the only African-American uh, in the mm -hmm. field. And he said, because I'm a neurosurgeon. I work on what makes people the actual, makes people themselves. It makes people people. And I talk about their, their brain. Skin. It's not their skin. It's their, you know, it's about what's inside. Brilliant. And, and I thought that was a great was answer. Great. And he handled that one really well too. He was a little shaky at the beginning, but by the end, mm -hmm. a he did a good job, and b you really liked him. I, I, I find yeah. myself liking Ben Carson. Yes. I, I like him too. He's shaky on the things he's always shaky on. Foreign policy. He's not. It's not a strong suit. His it's taxes not, thing. Taxes. He's he's not strong on that stuff, and that's why you know he's not necessarily any of our main guy. You know. Any of us, he's not the main guy for us. But, you know, he could certainly get there if he showed some real uh, chops on policy issues because I do like him. And if he Norway. moved the Oslo embassy to Bergen, damn it. Ben Carson do it, ben. grabs that, man. Do it. Day one. What's the, he's the man. What's the reasoning? Because it needs to be because. in Bergen. It's been in Oslo long too long. Long too long? Oh. Long too Dude, long. Dude, bastard Oslians. Bastard Oslians. Yes. I've never Nobody even likes heard. them. Nobody likes Nobody them. Likes they get them. everything. They have the Olympics there. They don't need it. Yeah. More patents do come up. <laughs> Move the embassy in Norway from Oslo to Bergen. Somebody grab that. Day one. Pick it up. Ben, help me out here.
So, Pat, I want, I want to get your opinion after the debate. All right. Seeing uh, if you agree with the Donald red Trump line won. Uh, on, on, on the chart that I, uh, that I made here. Donald Trump won, and it'll piss me off if this shows anything else. This is 538's uh, where the... Damn it! Giving <laughs> <laughs> up today. Almost giving up. There you go. Nice chart. Pat, walk us through the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, was that easy to just frustrate yeah, you to go in? Yeah, I'm done today. Anyway, All right. So, screw it. Uh, Boys, dude, you've really stepped up, though. This, this graphic's actually a little bit better than the first one that pretty, you did. No, a, your technology's getting line. really good. Wow. It's a smoother line. Look yeah. at the technology yeah. employed here. That's you tremendous. Might, you might say 538 made the chart behind it, by the way. Um, right, and, but and you made the no and yes line. Yes, I made the no and yes line. And so <laughs> how I would define no and yes here would be, if they were the nominee, would I cast a vote for them? Okay. So, like, I am staying home if Lindsey Graham is the nominee. Now, when did you make this uh, this updated chart? After the debate. Okay. So the two things that I adjusted there is, A, All obviously. Right, I see. I like it. You, you agree generally? With Let me that? see. Okay, so you've got Pataki is out. Mm -hmm. Christie is out. Bush is out. Yeah. Kasich, all for me, too. Uh, Graham, Gilmore, no consideration. Huckabee, yes. I agree with it all. Uh, so I would consider Paul, and so would you, Fiorina, Jindal, Rubio, Walker. Look at all of these candidates. Mm. Again, go through this. Rand Paul, Scott Walker, Carly Fiorina, Marco Rubio, Bobby Jindal, Rick Santorum, Rick Perry, Ted Cruz, Ben Carson. And that's nine. That's nine. All the only ones you have on the outlying area are Trump, Huckabee, Gilmore, Graham, the only ones. Bush, Christie, Kasich, and Pataki. Do we have the original, uh, your original borders? I wonder how much, how much of that changed. The two, two, two things uh, that changed You have Fiorina in the yes. I had Fiorina kind of like on the border of the last was, one, yeah. and I had Trump uh, was not on the list, so I oh, had to change. Right. But the reason and the line, I, and by the way, mm -hmm. the reason the line looks so bad is because I, I and I kind of point this out in the post uh, on the Facebook page, which is uh, they just mislabeled Trump. Five thirty eight. Did they put did him in tea party? Yeah, like, I, I mean, look, he should oh, actually be on the. He on. should be next to Pataki, and honestly, north of Pataki. Yeah. George Pataki's never instituted tried to institute a wealth tax. Right. Come on. George Pataki uh, is considerably more conservative than Donald Trump. Considerably. So, I mean, again, he's not at all conservative. <laughs> as far as we would consider it, you know, as far as being someone who is, uh, you know, to the right in a, well, in a this, meaningful way. But he's more conservative than Donald Trump. He doesn't have those ideas. This brings up an interesting point because I keep seeing that the establishment hates Donald Trump. Well, he is essentially an establishment candidate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about a Republican in name only, as most of the establishment guys are. It's Donald Trump. He's nowhere near a Tea Party candidate. Yeah. Nowhere I, near. I would honestly put him where Pataki is. Maybe mm. a little, except on the fringe of moderate, because he's really not moderate. He's liberal uh, in many ways. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely, I mean, like, he's, he's not establishment in the way, he, he donates to establishment people all the time, so in yes. that way he's establishment. But he's obviously, like, not a mainstream politician-y guy. He's certainly not Christian conservative. He's definitely not Tea Party. No. They're, what they're doing he's is not they're, libertarian. And he's certainly not libertarian. He's the least libertarian out of all the candidates, by far. Um, 
But the reason they put them in Tea Party is because they're 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 seemingly it's quantifying the Tea Party thing. as as populist. Like I'm just generally angry at the system, therefore I'm Tea Party. But that's not what Tea Party is to mm-hmm. me. Um, I think Tea Party is in between <laughs> Christian conservative and libertarian, and I think the circle's in the right position. But I mean, Trump is not tea, is not in between those two at all. I mean, he's not blending those two things. He is, if anything in here, he's moderate and probably further further away from libertarian, as far away from libertarian as possible, and maybe a little bit towards moderate, or a little bit towards establishment. He's definitely not a Tea Party guy. But that's no. why that looks like a backwards S, because you have to get Trump out of there. It's the only way he could do it. I think it's beautiful. Thank I, you. I don't have a problem with your line. Thanks. You, you're, you're with me? Jeffy, any, uh, any disagreements you on your line? There? It's a backwards S. Is there? Is there? Yeah, yeah. Well, so. that's really not the point. The point is, <laughs> is there anybody that you disagree with up there that you couldn't vote for or could vote for that that we can't? Uh, I don't know. Not really. Santorum. I don't know. He's done. Yeah, I, you've, you've got that's him in the, the only. File. But again, too. But I could vote for Santorum. Again, if Santorum was the nominee, do you oh, show yeah. up and oh, vote yeah. that day? Yes. If yes, Huckabee absolutely. is the nominee, do you show no. up and vote? No. no. I mean, the answer I mean, is not no. for him. Now, I don't know. Jim Gilmore was a little bit. I, like, I don't know if Jim Gilmore is the nominee. I don't know anything about Jim Gilmore really. So, I mean, maybe he was the governor of a state. Right. What like, maybe, about? maybe he's not that. bad. I don't know. I mean, he's in the establishment circle. Are you, which are you talking about Jim Gilcrest Jim. Yes. Ten? <laughs> Ten, yes. I can't tell you how many people were tweeting and Facebooking about Jim Gilchrist really Moreland. Uh, <laughs> it's weird the stuff people pick up yeah, on. I love, I love it. It's really yeah. funny. I do love it. Uh, that's not his name, by the way. No, but still, mm. it's fun. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. All right. MSNBC finds it offensive that Obama is vilifying some of the Iran deal opponents, and that's because some of them are Democrats. <gasps> yeah, they didn't care when it was Republicans. No, they don't care. And he can vilify anybody he wants, Fox News, every Republican on the on the face of the planet, doesn't matter. But by gosh, when he starts in on the Democrats, you've gone too far. And here's that. This president actually compared Republicans to the hardliners in Iran chanting death to America and said, that he keeps saying, Richard, this is such an easy call to make. You have Angus King who came out actually in support, saying it was the single toughest decision he has ever made. And the vilification of Chuck Schumer over the weekend, and I would say this, mm. even if he came out on the other side of the bill, deeply, deeply offensive, suggesting that a call this close for people who have supported not only Israel, but the defense of this nation, and legitimately believe that it puts this nation at risk and our allies at risk. To, to delegitimize them this way is pretty stunning. It's over the top. Uh, it's over the top. That's as harsh as he'll say about the president. What, what, what uh, was it? over the top. Do you know I, what it is, Jeffy? Find I can't out what find it. Uh, Glenn talked about it, too, that yeah. it was outrageous. I, I haven't seen it. I don't know what he said about Schumer. It's interesting that he would vilify Schumer as well. Because your thought was that... And is. That and is that Schumer is rejecting this deal only to satisfy his Jewish supporters, right? I wouldn't mm. essentially. I, mean, I wouldn't put it that way necessarily. What I think is he knows he has the votes, right. like so. So he can oppose it because of his Jewish op- voters. He can oppose it and and safely, and it'll still go through. I just yeah. don't think that there's any. The reason why I say this is not because of the support of necessarily uh, particular voting blocks, but just to the point of like they. Democrats never have a spine on anything. 
And when it comes mm. down to it, I mean, even the guy who who staked his life on uh, on uh, being a pro-choice. So what was his name? Uh, Stupak, Bart Stupak. Uh, still, when it comes down to it, and they need his vote for Obamacare to pass, he's still there. They're always still there. Uh -huh. And to to stop what this guy thinks is his biggest, uh, you know, agenda of um, uh, sort of a legacy. I mean, to stop that, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think. I don't see it's possible at this point for the Democrat Party to have people in it that will do that. They don't. They don't have spines. In the mm -hmm. Republican Party, they'll do it all the time. I mean, I mean, they'll all stand up and say, "Ah, you know what? Ted Cruz trying to, you know, uh, defund Obamacare." Ah, no, no thanks. You know, th that happens all the time. It yeah. does not happen in the other party. I'll tell you. What, what, speaking of Republicans <clears throat> standing up against their own and yelling about their own, uh, even our own Senator uh, Ted Cornyn went after John Ted John, John, John yeah. Ted Cornyn. Uh, John Cornyn went after Ted Cruz mm -hmm. uh, because he called McConnell a liar. This is last week, the week before we were on that. vacation. Yeah. Just pissed me off. So I fired off a letter to him, and I fired off a letter to Orrin Hatch, because they both came out, these mealy-mouthed, pathetic pukes, yelling about uh, the decorum in the Senate. And you don't do this to a fellow senator. I don't care what the issue is. You just don't do this. Why don't you worry about the actual issue? Did McConnell, and neither one of them denied You're the darn story. Right they did. Neither one of them denied that O'Connell lied to everybody. Yeah. Their point was, well, you shouldn't have said he was a liar, though. I, I can't take it anymore. I can't, and you actually I can't, wrote letters? I actually wrote letters to Cornyn and wow. Orrin Hatch, which will not go anywhere because Hatch doesn't. I mean, maybe it'll have some effect. I doubt it on Cornyn, but Hatch won't care because I'm not his constituent. But uh, I, I was just incensed. I don't and think I've ever heard you ever do that in your entire life. Sense. You wrote an actual email or a letter. Yeah. A letter. A letter. You mailed And an email, because I wanted it to get to him. And you, this, that's amazing. And mailed it out. Because, of course, you know, John McCain called uh, Rand Paul, you know, wacko birds. Oh, yeah. Like, they, all, they yeah. insult the, the they right all the time. I know. You know, it's all, just you can't call moderate senators bad things. I don't know what it was. It just got under my skin. And I was Washington on vacation at the time, up in the mountains. So I'm thinking, oh, I can't take this anymore. That's what it is, because you didn't have a radio show to vent. That no, could be. You had to write could a, be. a letter. Yeah. You went to the post office with your letter, <laughs> and you sent it. That's awesome. I've never seen that happen before. Yeah, me. it's rare. Okay, wait, do we have a, a copy? There's a letter? thin air of the mountain. Uh, I'll find one. We yeah. need. A, we need. A, we need yeah. to talk about this on the air. I didn't make a copy, obviously, of the letter I sent, but I probably still have it in my sent email of the email that I sent. Right. Yeah. We should. So, we should go over yeah. that. It was the thin air in the mountains. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's all wound up. Yeah. Now, Jeffy, you've never written a letter because you can't write. <laughs> I didn't even know you could send letters. Anymore. <laughs> no. yeah. All right. well, you, you have it? Yes. Uh, apparently, they're uh, saying that uh, they could block his Democratic leadership because he's all but got that locked up next year as being the leader Wait, of the Democratic. Wait, Obama said that? Schumer. You know, but about Schumer. Right. Yeah, and Ernest is saying that, he, the, according to this story, all but encourage Senate Democrats to consider Schumer's opposition to the pact when they vote next to elect the Democratic leader. So they're trying to uh, block his leadership. It doesn't seem outrageous, but it's ridiculous. I know.
hey, in mm. the future, nine months later, when you're no longer thinking about this, make mm. sure you consider something that happened a long time ago. Bull crap. It's not going to happen. They know they have the votes, and that's why they're going I, along with I it. I think that's probably yeah. it. Because right, yeah. they know it's they don't long. have 67 votes to overturn the veto. So it's okay for a few select Democrats to come sure. out, get it to 60. This is the politics they play in Washington all the time. Yep. Right. Oh, all the time. Happens all the time. By the way, it happens more, I would say, with Republicans. Well, Ron Paul did it all the time. Ron Paul voted against all the budget increases after he knew everybody's got the votes. And then he'll vote no. Yeah, and, then, and uh, it, it happens. It, it, all it happened with uh, Obamacare many times as well. Yeah. They, they'll, what they'll do is they'll let everyone line up and they realize, okay, we have to get to 60 votes. Um, well, we can't let it get to 60 because we don't really want to stop Obamacare. So when it gets to, when, when we realize the max it is, is 58, then all the people come out and they say, oh, we're totally against it. We're totally against it because it's not going to really do anything. They can have it in their commercial that they voted against Obamacare but realize it's not going to actually stop it so they don't have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's shameful, um, and it happens all the time. It happens with Republicans, particularly moderate Republicans, all the freaking time. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number. Back with more. Pat and Stu and that guy. We're talking about you, Jeff, because uh, people are talking about you online about how you are, uh, what is it called? It's a word. Overweight. They were, they were talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. Trending right now on Twitter. Trending. It's number one, though. So, in America, in, in global, in the world. But not another trend. Welcome. Here's a random uh, thought for you, just a little piece of information. More, it, it's, it's kind of a happy story. More than half of all California driver's licenses that are being issued right now are for illegal aliens. So that's oh, a good, good thing, that they won't have to worry about documentation. They've got, you know, they got a driver's license. And so when they show up at the voting booth, even though they're not citizens, I would think they'd be able to present the driver's license and go ahead and vote. Yeah. Oh, which is what you so. want, what you like to see. Yeah, of course. You like, what you want in this country are non-citizens deciding our future. I think so. I is that right? Because so. uh, that shows how diverse, how inclusive mm -hmm. we are. And I like, of course, above everything. Above everything, you want to be diverse and you want to be inclusive and you want to be tolerant. Mm. That's uh, number one in my book. Yeah. Uh, that's why, but you know what? Republicans don't like that. That's why they support Donald Trump, who is, has a huge policy. I don't know if you know mm. this. Mm -hmm. It's called uh, building a giant wall and making the Mexicans pay for it. And then once you mm. build that wall mm -hmm. and the Mexicans on the other side, then you just let them all come in and have a pathway to citizenship. Well, he doesn't mind, though. He doesn't mind having a big door, a really nice door <laughs> a in really the wall. Nice door. <laughs> <laughs> a really nice door. A really nice one. He wants a really nice door in the wall to where the legals can come through. Right, but the ones that are already here, he wants to give a pathway to citizenship. Well, yeah, you got to have that. Position to the left of Jeb Bush, in case you were concerned about that. Probably not, because if you're a Trump supporter, you don't care about what his policies are. But if you did, you'd realize he actually has a policy to the left of Jeb Bush. Which, by the way, who also sucks. Yes, that's very true. But again, that's Republicans. Let's talk about Democrats for a moment. Because there's a little turmoil over there, over this Iran deal. We gave you that clip last break about how MSNBC, and it was Morning Joe, so it's a little bit more. Yeah, 
It was Joe Scarborough, so you might expect him to say that it was uh, offensive. CNN is apparently on the same bandwagon. Um, and what was the third thing, Jeffy? You said I think it was off the air. What what uh, they did? It was all just like threats about. Oh yeah, uh, how, they've been on opposite sides forever on uh, Schumer uh, supporting the war in Iraq since right. 2003. Called him out for supporting yeah. the war, right? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, look, it's a little bit aggressive. But they have to put some face on this. They can't just say, oh, yeah, you know what? We didn't need Chuck because we don't have the votes. Because they don't have the votes to stop it. So Chuck's going to look good to his supporters. And, <laughs> and uh, now he knows he could Chuck do has, it. Chuck has a lot. Of, I don't know if you guys know this, but Chuck has a lot of Jewish supporters. And he needs to go to them and tell them, yeah, he opposed the Iranian deal. So we said, it's go, go ahead and do that. And we won't be pissed because we've got enough votes. But so we that, have to kind of like, we have to make a little bit of a rumble to look like we're upset about it. <laughs> so they're uh, not going to say that publicly. They're not Is that, that what publicly. you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Uh, but CNN was uh, on, uh, on, <laughs> on their case a little bit as well. Here right. is uh, Rod uh, Fournier with the uh, um, National Journal. Who's Love on. him. He's awesome. The president is clearly frustrated with the Republicans. He may not get a Republican vote, or he may get just a couple of Republican votes. But the, isn't the bigger question, can he get enough Democratic votes to sustain a veto? Congress is going to vote to disapprove this. And he lost Chuck Schumer, a very influential voice in the Senate this week. Mm -hmm. uh, should he be directing his work at the Democrats or his anger at the Republicans? They're going after Chuck yeah, Schumer pretty hard. Yeah, and questioning whether he should be the next yeah, leader of the Democratic right. Party in the Senate. I think it's a good question. I mean, mm. there are at least some quiet discussions about a Dick Durbin. Should he Durbin? now challenge Chuck Schumer as the, as the next Democratic leader in the Senate? I think they have enough Democrats to uh, sustain the veto. I would Otherwise, not Schumer be taking that Chuck Schumer. Point. We're right. showing yeah, me that Barack Obama, for all his strengths, does not know how to find common ground with his critics, and he That's does good. not understand even his own caucus. Was Schumer ever open to supporting this, he, though? That's the question. Right. Yeah, yeah, but you, you, don't, you don't say that Chuck Schumer is in line with the moves, right. which is what the president has yeah, done. Actually, right. that's what he's done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there it is. It's too, I mean, look, it's obvious that if you're a big supporter of Israel and you care about what happens to Israel, you're not going to support this deal. No. And, and so I think Schumer at some level probably does do that. Whether he would, if it came down to it and he was the deciding vote, would he vote for it or against it? I believe he would support the deal. Yep. If he was the deciding vote, I believe he would support the deal. Because when it comes down to it, these yeah. guys are about politics. Mm -hmm. They have a long game in mind. And they realize that they can't have these things, not you know, rec marking up this wonderful progressive uh, president's record. So they're going to wind up saying it's okay, and then blame the Republican three terms from now when Iran nukes somebody and everyone's upset about it. They'll blame them then. But right now, the best thing is to let this go through, and they'll work behind the scenes to get some favors and make it all feel better. That's what they do. It's exactly what's going to happen. Exactly. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. More patents too is, uh, you know, on the way. Yeah, it's still trending, by the way, Jeffy, and uh, all, all, yeah. all yeah. countries. Uh, Jeffy's a Yeah, people know now. People, well, especially in, in Asian countries, because it's not as many fat people. Uh, so wow. Is that confirmed? Yeah. Is that I confirmed? think it is, yeah. All right. In the Asian countries? Welcome. It's Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK at the, uh, at the box office this weekend. You know what the number one movie was? Uh, no. Do you, Jeffy? I don't. I when does, uh, oh. Mission Impossible again? Mission yeah, Impossible again. Mission? Week number wow. two. Still number one. Only off 47%, which is not bad for a uh, second week for a big, you know, motion picture when it makes a huge haul the first week. Looks like it might be fairly consistent. It's only down 47%, made 29.4 million. It's up to 
$26.6 million already in two weeks. Number two, Fantastic Four at $26.2 million. It's pretty disappointing, huh? Pretty disappointing. I, Probably I, a massive flop for Did them. you hear that the director came out and kind of wrecked his own movie before the release? No, did he really? Yeah, he said something about how it used to, it looked like it was going to be great, and then they started fooling with it. You don't say that before the movie. Uh, you don't. Know, you admit that six but, months wow. later. I will tell you this. After the DVDs run its course, then you admit that. He's right. It's a piece of garbage. Oh, you saw it? Absolute garbage. You saw it? <laughs> I did. There's really? no chemistry between any of these characters, these actors, the zero. And it's just a mess of a story. Just a mess, I thought. It was just bad. Not I mean, good. The trailer ha has some cool special effects on yeah, there, it but, it, but it does not look and like And that's it. probably the best the movie has. Then there's something called The Gift. Yes, very excited about this. Are you really? Yeah, this what looks is awesome. It? Uh, it's supposed to be scary. Um, uh, maybe, can we do the trailer maybe on tomorrow's show of The Gift? I, I, I'd really like to do that because... I, I'm going to go see it this weekend. I've been hearing uh, made twelve million only cost five, so first week <laughs> it, it doubled it. Not bad. No, not that's bad not bad at all. That's a great sign. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, um, I've heard really good things about uh, it. number so. four. Something you've seen the vac vacation movie, the yeah. new. And if you like, I mean, I'm a, I was a big fan of the vacation movies, particularly. I mean, Christmas Vacation is one of my all-time favorite movies, as mm -hmm. far especially around Christmas. It's one of the three I have to watch every Christmas. Yeah. Um, and the other ones, like, yeah, European Vacation's all right. They, the original was okay. Even Vegas Vacation has its moments. Mm -hmm. um, but think of Ugandan Vacation. I, it wasn't as good. Not as good. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I did like Ivory when Coast Vacation. I went to Africa, people, I don't know why, but uh, I guess they racism. thought the vacation wasn't going to be as good. And, uh, and I think that is racist. It is racist. That's not good. Uh, I thought the movie overall, though, if you like those movies, it was pretty good. It was funny. It had okay. its moments. All right. Uh, Ant-Man, number five. Yeah, still no interest Which I kind of liked. You saw that. I, I saw that. And it was pretty good. I saw that last week. Then Minions, which has made $302 million. Oh, what about... $302 million for Minions. By the way, a new uh, Minions cereal that is out. I'm very excited to try it. It's like a banana flavored. Ooh. We gotta, we gotta get oh, some I like the sound set. of that. I've, been, I've found some new Instagram people I've been following that seem to be doing a lot of the like taste testing and, and reporting. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got some new material nice. for spoons coming up. Nice. I'll tell you that. Here is one that I'm what guessing about? you're going to feel passionately about. Okay. Uh, because it stars one of your favorite actors. Yeah, ah! baby. <laughs> Did you finish this low? Ricky and the Flash. Yeah, I had it. That number movie seven from so Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep plays an 863-year-old rock star. I know. And she's so, and so We played the trailer here. Unconvincing like uh, we, crazy. Had, we played the trailer on a day that you weren't here. Yeah. I oh, wanted, really? I wanted a surprise, too, because it was so good. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. It's really good. It looks Horrific. Awful. She looks so horrific in this role. And so the whole thing looks just Why bad. It looks do you like cast Meryl Streep as a rock star? Because you want your movie to be awful. That's oh, my I'm gosh. <laughs> you have a bet. There's Can so I make... many women who could do that convincingly. Meryl Streep is not one of and them. And by the way, she'll still get a nomination for she it. She will. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Trainwreck was number eight. That's Just made good. ninety-one million. Yeah, and only cost thirty-five to make. Amy Schumer's the, the you know the hot commodity right now. And, wow. Uh, you know, it's a, and, and it was a Judd Apatow movie too. So I mean, it had some it had okay. some uh, a little juice behind it. Anybody seen Pixels yet? No. It looks well, so stupid. That do anything? Uh, no, five point four million. It's well, in week three. It's up to fifty-seven point six. That's got to be a huge money. It cost again. eighty-eight million to yeah. make. Again, I and then Southpaw made four million. That's up to forty. Almost saw that. I actually went to see it on vacation. Oh, did you? Oh my God! What you want to talk about a frustration? 
He is ripped now. That's uh, Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. So he, uh, if the poster is anything like he actually yeah, looks. Yeah, he is. He, lost, he like, holy crap. Did all that and was really jacked for it. Those Oof. of us that work out like that. He is jacked. Get hard for the show like that. It works out for us. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. now? Yeah. Is this your jacked I'm just saying. Is that, is that your appearance? Part of the deal, yeah. You work I out like, for this? Show us those no, jacked abs no, if not, you would. You know, look, uh, come no, on, pull up no, your shirt. No, go back. <laughs> Don't tempt it. He was threatening to go topless the other day. He might do it. I was uh, in San Antonio for a couple nights uh, over vacation, so and I got a new phone uh, mm-hmm. uh, while I was uh, on vacation. It's you know it's the size of your a tablet billboard, uh, basically. It's the oh, yeah. six plus, the iPhone six plus. Yeah. So anyway, I get the phone and I bring it back and and we're getting ready and I buy I go on Fandango or one of these sites to buy the tickets for the movie we're going to, which is uh, uh, I can't remember if it was vacation or Southpaw. We were going to see both over vacation, and so. We walk across the street to, and navigate through this mall to get to the theater. And we get to the, the, the theater, and I realize I don't have the credit card that I purchased the, uh, the thing from. I mm-hmm. don't have it. Uh, you know, I don't have it on me. So um, I, I, I give them the other credit card, which I think it is, doesn't work. So now we're, it's like five minutes after the movie started, you know, because it was assigned seating, so you can kind of walk in there a little bit late. But we're too far away from my hotel room to go back and get it. So what do you do in the digital world you're in? Right? You go through and you go, well, just give me the conf- confirmation number. So I go to my phone, I check it, and I realize I haven't sent my email up on my phone yet. So it's not there. So I am completely disconnected from the world. And because of the way my passwords are all set up and everything, I can't go on my wife's phone to get it because I don't know any of my passwords. I go through one of these password management services, so I don't know any of them anymore. Like, I have literally no idea what any of them are. So I, I can do that for you cheaper if you'd like. I've got a, I just started a new pass, uh, password management company, you by did? the way. I meant to tell you. So whatever you're paying, I'll do it cheaper for you. No, and, so uh, all I have to do is give you my password. I would get a, no, no problem. You know, that's well, that's not, great. I'm going to take you up secured. on that. So I go up to, uh, I go up to uh, the, the, the service desk. I'm like, look. The movie started 10 minutes ago. Uh, you, know, it's a, you know, it's a previews, first of all. So we you know, still could have caught the beginning of the movie. And I said, look, look, I bought the tickets. I don't have the credit card. Uh, and I don't have my, my phone so on the email. Tickets. But the bottom line is, I, first of all, I'm just, you know what? I understand I don't have it. I'll just pay for tickets, and I'll just go sit in those seats. Well, no, I'm sorry. The, the movie's sold out. Like, no, well, like, it's not so. I know two seats are empty because mm-hmm. I purchased them. Mm-hmm. Go back and forth with these people. They won't give me the tickets. They make us leave. So oh we can't gosh. buy the tickets. I'm so pissed off. Get back to my get back to my uh, hotel room. Go on my iPad. The card I had was the right card. They effed it up. Oh! I about I almost went back, you know, and started. You didn't just, go back? Oh no! I, oh. I call. I did call them up and get a refund because and I was furious. <laughs> I oh, would have been too. Man, I, That's I, the kind I, of stuff I... I would have oh, had to have I gone back. Oh, I, I almost wrote a letter to John Cornyn and Orrin Hatch <laughs> over it. And then I stopped myself. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you almost have to go back for. I'm surprised. Yeah. You, I, called, I called. I called. Oh, and man. as soon as I got on the phone, I could tell that they realized I was right. It was the same people. And they realized right. I was right. And all of a sudden, they were very forgiving. Not oh, that they were. Their policies. Ah, they were. I missed my movie. Oh my god, I'm sick.